0: Hello, this is Funds one and we are talking about The Walking Dead, which just ended. And I have to say, I haven't done a podcast in a while, I'm going to pick it back up. But this was an extremely awesome episode. And it, I, I kind of want to go into a little detail about this, and that they do everything so well on The Walking Dead. They create drama, they create intrigue, they know how to keep the walkers as being a kind of uh, scary force in their life. And I look back at Fear the Walking Dead, which I enjoyed, but why can't they do, why can't Fear the Walking Dead be as good as The Walking Dead? It is the same production team. It is the same franchise. The way that The Walking Dead creates so much drama, so much tension, uh, the way that they create the good guys versus the bad guys, and that every day is a matter of life and death, why can't Fear the Walking Dead do that? That being said, we start off with The Walking Dead. Why I think it was awesome is that we see the guy from last week that Rick had kicked out, and we see him, and we see some walkers uh, eating on a body, and it turns out it's him, and he was killed by this school or by this place and we don't know who did it but we know that he recognized the person before he died so that's something interesting so and then we see a sign that says final warning we have no idea what that is um and then we had the opener the opener has a lot of birds in it it has a tree in which rick had basically stabbed negan The opener also has a tree that it it grows green. Then you have a helicopter, of course. Um, what's interesting is I just noticed in the opener, we have the pitchfork that my girl uses from Oceanside, the young African-American girl who is one of my favorite new characters. And we see her stabbing a skeleton that has flowers. Now flowers normally represent Carol, so I don't know how that's going to play, but then we also have the arrows from, which I assume is from Daryl's crossbow, which of course the crossbow is there, but then we have Carol's knife also, so we have, we have a skull, we have arrows, and we have Carol's knife, anyway, so what that means I guess we'll find out, then we have the horses, uh that are very prominent in the show. Then we have Michonne's uh sword among gravesites and that's how they kind of open this thing. Then we have, of course Rick's gun and Daryl's bike and the noose. I assume the noose was from um the killing from uh the season opener. So that's how the Walking Dead is opening. Each each week we get more of a clue about what those um about what that opening really means on the clues. So, that's how they open. Then, we have Rick and his happy time. And he's giving um, Michonne a kiss. Michonne kind of moves over. But Michonne doesn't look comfortable. And we find out later it's because she has so much on her mind. Trying to uh, rebuild a new kingdom. And Rick walks downstairs. Goes out into the garden. And this tomato is like. The central slash prop character of the show. He picks a tomato. Then I think he goes and lays it on Carl's grave. And once again, we see those flowers. The same flowers we see in the skull that had the that had the uh, pitchfork in it. So maybe that was something compared to what happened later on. I don't know. Um, then Michonne and Rick are back. Rick comes back in. Michonne and Rick are back in there talking. And they are just dis- discussing um, how to make this new world work. And Michonne is trying to get it in their head, and, and and Rick is making his plans. So they give each other a kiss. Then they begin to do something that that can make other children. Then we see uh, Maggie. The next scene is Maggie, and because the Saviors don't have guns, all they have are these hand tools. Maggie has her Glenn lookalike companion escorting her with the horses. And the guy from The Saviors is being really aggressive. Uh, they're out there because they're looking for someone who killed their buddy. Once again, I forgot his name. It's the same guy that was killed at the end of the last show. And he is being real aggressive. He's walking up to the, to the horses, patting the horses, looking at what he has. He takes a... Uh, tomato and He's just being in just a douchebag period just being real aggressive and But 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 he still doesn't have a gun all they have are are hand tools So Maggie still has the upper hand if she really wanted but the saviors are upset because they're not allowed guns And they want to be protected and so that's their um, That's their whole kind of reasoning why they're upset then we have Rick and Rick is playing with Maggie I mean, playing with his daughter. And you just know that this is the pre, um, something's about to really bad happen because Rick is having a good time with his daughter and they're reading to her. Then they have this person come and with a message, uh, the black guy comes with a message. And he basically says that they can't find, um, they can't find the guy who left last night and the Saviors are, are trying to blame other people and so Rick has to go and and quell the uprising. So at the uh I don't know at at the central location where they are, you have the saviors that wants that wants to fight the people that are non-saviors basically. And they're being really aggressive. It's like a 30 on 30. And the douche that was kind of being aggressive towards Maggie, he's in he's le- leading the charge. And and he's basically like you know, really confronting Carol. And Carol's like, we can go, you know. And the priest is ready to go. I mean, he's ready to step up into the thing. And then Rick comes in riding on his horse and says everyone stop, separates the two parties together. And they but they still have the concerns is that the saviors can't protect themselves with guns, but Rick doesn't want to give the saviors any guns because of... They they can't be trusted with him. But they're trying to find out who killed this guy. And Rick suspects Jadis, maybe. But he's just trying to find out who did it. So meanwhile, the priest and Jadis have have been hanging out. Which is, I I like the Jadis character. And I like her all the way up. But the end kind of messed with me a little bit. And we'll get into that. So Rick then talks with Daryl. Says, did you do it? Daryl's like, if I want to kill him, I'll do it out in the open so everybody can see. So it wasn't me. So, um, but Rick looked at the body and he saw that there was a small um, hole inside the body, like an arrow. That's why Rick thought it was maybe Daryl, because Daryl, of course, shoots the bow. But it wasn't Daryl. And we find out later who it actually was. And we'll get into that. So... The next scene, you have Maggie and the girl from Oceanside, the African-American girl. I forgot her name. Um, They're... I guess they're checking certain grids. And they come across this building. And they have to kill off some zombies. And Maggie really kills like nine zombies in a small area. It is amazing what she does. She is very good at killing zombies. So... Cause they get in trouble and they had the classic, you know, fingers coming out of the, of, of the door kind of thing. And as Maggie's killing zombies, Rick and Rick and Michonne, no, Rick and Daryl run up to save them. And they realize that, that someone else should have been there earlier. And they, they, they try to go and find them and those, and one of them is missing. And the other one says he got hit in the head really hard. So Rick says, we have to find this person from the saviors before tomorrow. Because there'll be a serious rebellion, and then as they're going out, um, Rick and Carol are paired together, and Maggie and Daryl are paired together. and when Daryl sees who killed that particular zombie, he knows exactly who took the other saviors. so but they leave us hang, hanging on that of course, until you know until, until, until later in the in the show. Then after that scene we have oh let's see after that scene we have it's a long commercial break within um, we have Jadis going back to her to her old hideout and then Jadis grabs a radio and then she was like you know come pick me up and the person's like do you have an A or a B and we don't know who that is but then he was, she was followed by the priest, and the priest is like, "Are you training people?" And she was like, "I used to, you know, I don't do that anymore. Why don't you come with me?" She, because she's talking on walkie-talkie to the helicopter, and he's like, "I can't do that, and I have to tell Rick." And so Jada's whole personality changes, and she basically says, "I thought all this time I thought you were a bee. But now she realizes that he's an A, what whatever an A is, and we and we have to revisit this A theme that has come back once again. This A theme that Daryl wore on his shirt, this A theme that we've been seeing throughout all, all the seasons. A, A with a circle around it. So Jadis knocks the priest out, and as we see, puts him in the same situation that uh, Negan was in earlier. And that kind of pissed me off about Jadis. I like Jadis. I was hoping that she would be redeemed to be a nice warrior for the good guys once and for all, but that didn't happen. Then we have our Carol scene where Carol and Rick are in the woods and a douchebag again tries to put a knife to Carol's throat. Now we all know what's going to happen with that. Nothing good is going to happen unless you just kill Carol first without her even seeing you. But the moment that you think you can overpower her, then that's it. So they, they, they grab Carol, try to get her gun, and Rick comes and says, "Look, you know, stop this." And he and the, and the douchebag has a knife to Carol's throat. Says, "I will cut her before you can't do anything about it. Give your gun to my guy." But Carol has another knife hidden in her sleeve. It comes down. Of course, Carol gets away, and as she moves to the left, stabs him. Then Rick shoots the guy in the chest—not in the chest, like in the shoulder or something. Or no, no, he doesn't shoot him. Carol stabs him, but stabs him in a non-fatal way. And basically saves his life and says... And this is what's interesting. Carol says, we value people's life. So now you have Carol and Rick versus Daryl and Maggie. Because Daryl and Maggie aren't in a value life camp like <laughs> Carol and Rick are. So after Rick lets them go, then we see the next scene. A lot of commercials, of course. But then the next scene is... Daryl knows who killed the saviors and Maggie knows where they're hiding out because of how she was talking with the, The girl from Oceanside earlier and it was Oceanside that had did it and the reason why it was Oceanside is because they Wanted revenge for them killing all of their men and they're about to kill a rat and that rat was the one that killed Baze Baze which is her name by the way uh, Bay's um, brother, he was 11, and so Carol, no, I'm sorry, Maggie and Daryl are looking at them as they're about to kill, and so, so they stop, of course. And then, and then they hear the story about how a rat basically killed the girl's 11 year old brother, and she said there are no exceptions after Bay was trying to plead for her brother's life. And so, once Daryl and Daryl and Maggie heard that they basically walked away and said if you're going to kill him, they didn't say anything but the assumption was go ahead and kill her because they said this was the last savior alive that did that dirty deed and that's why you saw the sign in the beginning of the show that said final warning because that's the thing that that, um, Simon has said to them final warning before they killed all the men so Daryl and Maggie are in the revenge camp Carol and Rick are in the let every life is precious camp. So this was a very good show. You have two opposing camps trying to make this life work and and you have these emotions running high. Rick didn't suffer the same loss that Maggie did, um, personal that was killed off by the Savior. So that's why he's in a I Wanna Save Life camp. And so this show really moved forward And it created an interesting dynamic that could play out for the rest of the season as to um, the internal strife of creating a new world. So that was this episode of The Walking Dead. I'm going to probably have something else tomorrow um, on another show. But you can expect new content flowing like this every time I got a new recording device to make it easier, more mobile some new content. Um, So thank you. That is my take on The Walking Dead. It was a fantastic show. And we will talk about this next week. Bye.